You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Erlst, and as usual, Joe is with me. I am with you. There we are. And it's good to be with you, Jeff. Just so the folks out there who are so used to us giving them a weather update on how it is when we were We are not going to do that. Today. It is raining today. Oh, oh didn't you ruined we did it. You, didn't, you we cut did me it. up. There we are. Huh. Some traditions just have to be followed. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly. And, Apparently, like it, it was supposed to be nice, and now it's raining and snoring and sleeting. And I, I think for a whole week it was telling us that it was not. No, I'm not bad. Like last week, it was nice. Like I, I don't mm. understand. And I always think it's funny when like people are like, oh yeah, my weather in my area goes from one to another, and I never know. I think that's everywhere. Like it's it just is, Wisconsin. if it's consistent, then it's then it, that is a not problem. normal. Mm. Like if you live in a place where the weather never changed, then that would well, be the not thing good. is, is that it's when it's spring or fall. That's when the weather gets really wonky. Because once okay. you're in winter, you're in winter. Once you're in summer, you're in summer. Yeah, true, true. So it's I mean, nowadays winter's a little bit weird. It doesn't really. Sometimes you'll get rain. Sometimes you get snow. Anyways, why are we doing this on. every <laughs> time? <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> today, today we have the one and only Steve Sorensen with us. Steve, how are you? I am doing very well. Thanks for inviting me in, guys. Absolutely. Oh, Thanks course, for coming in. So you're an old hat to radio. Uh, yeah, which we can we could talk about that briefly, I guess. But before that, um, what is your on-the-clock story or your Johnsonville story? Uh, I, I've been a lot of different things at Johnsonville, which is... So Strap in, folks. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've been at Johnsonville now 10 years. Well, it'll be 10 years come July 13th. Okay. All right. um, so I started out in, in continuous improvement, and they asked me to come in when we were launching kind of the global continuous improvement group, and they wanted somebody to help develop the strategy and vision for what we we're going to be doing for continuous improvement at Johnsonville. So they brought me in for that. Did that for about three and a half years. Uh, then I was tapped on the shoulder. We had parted ways with the Moments packing plant coordinator, mm -hmm. and they asked oh. me to go down there for six months to be the plant coordinator, help help with the culture, help with some of the onboarding, uh, help with you know changing some of the performance factors around things like this. So uh, I drove back and forth from Sheboygan every week for seven months. Oh, wow! Did that? You did? Yeah. Drove I up. didn't realize you drove. Yeah, I would leave my house about. 4 5 o'clock in the morning get there for an eight o'clock meeting on monday mornings and then i'd turn around on friday evenings around 4 4 30 and drive home lived at the hampton inn yeah for seven months wow nice place hampton Inn um, down there and i, I, I wouldn't you. recommend it for long stints <laughs> but for a short stint it's probably okay That's fun. <laughs> you can only have so much of the razor thin breakfast before uh, that, you know. yeah and I then i came it. back and i was the group director of the ready to eat network for five years mm -hmm. which was Meadowside, Riverside, and Lakeside, and and then now just recently, within like the last month, have moved into Senior Director of Learning and Culture, so to help us with our engagement, our culture, uh, lead the organizational lear learning development team, and operations member services, so gets me back. I'd spent 
before I came to John's Fund, I'd had 15 years of experience in ODL and human resources that most people here never knew about. But mm-hmm. oh, yeah. if you ever look at a resume, then it was, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you've got a lot of experience <laughs> in that. You're uh, a little yes, bit of everything yeah. out yeah. there. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> well, in the last year, I mean, you, you and I have had a lot of time to work together uh, yeah. off and on through different things and stuff. And so now you are like, I am not directly reporting to you, but I do, you know, report up to you. And so that's really exciting for me. And, and I'm very interested in this next question um, just because of your knowledge of our culture and everything. But what is your favorite part about working at Johnsonville? You know, I, I love the vision that we have for our culture. Okay. I think we have an amazing desire and, and futuristic vision of where we want to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, I think my favorite part of our culture is, is our mission, you know, to create an environment that requires each of us to fully develop our God-given talents and help others do the same. To me, is just, I love the, that word requires, and it's not that I'm, I want to not require you to do it. I want to mm-hmm. create that fire in you that you have that internal requirement to have that desire to go out and fully develop yourself. And and then us as coaches kind of just, you know, provide that support and get out of your way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once somebody's got that internal fire and passion, it's hard to hold them back from. So then we just have to put the guide rails on of, you know, what does what superlative <laughs> look like, you know? Yeah. I may have bounced off a guide rail once or twice in my time. <laughs> so well, that's why be, they're there. You can't be president day one, Joe. You know, you got to work your way up. I that's think, right. I think is what it, how it works. Yeah. Oh. I think it's ironic that, so now that, you, you know, now that you report up through me, then now, now it's only get invited to come to off the clock. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe's been asking, or uh, Joe's been constantly turning you down for years now. Just like, ah, we can't have Steve on. Folks, just so <laughs> you know, it is an open invitation. An open invitation to anyone and everyone who works at Johnsonville. Let's start there. You have to work at Johnsonville. So if you want to be on the podcast, come and join this wonderful company and we'll get you on here. But I saw a link <laughs> to something that you're involved in, and I was like, we can't miss that. But otherwise, Steve, you're welcome on any time. I like how you're like, we've worked together for years now, oh and at goodness. no point did you be like, this guy would be a really good uh, podcast. Here's the thing. I know that he did radio, and I didn't want him to show me up. <laughs> well, it doesn't take much. Well, Steve, thank you up and down for your on-the-clock story. But, yes, let's switch to your off-the-clock story and that said link that I had seen. I saw it on LinkedIn. Wait, wait, wait. Before we do, I need to hear the radio story. Oh, okay. Go go you, for you it. You teased us earlier. The listeners need to know right what on. is Steve's <laughs> and this credentials is why Jeff is for here being here. Because I just – business. <laughs> let's get right <laughs> down to business. Right to yeah. yeah, he just wants so. to get you out of here fast. I want to keep you here for a while. You know, I really want to get to know Steve on a whole other level. <laughs> Joe here. Joe's just wants to check the box and get <laughs> yeah, it over he's with. Like, right? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I got My, that one done. <laughs> that's right. Minus the 25 minutes of icebreakers we went through before. Oh, we learned a lot about each other yeah. there. Good. So I had, I had really gone to college really to play football. I mean, I didn't really know what I was going to pursue. And I was in my freshman year at a private Lutheran college and, and blew out my knee. So I have a nice titanium knee now to remind me of that those times. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, and then left and just said, like, you know, it's too expensive for that college. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? And spent like a year working in a warehouse for the Schwann Food Company. And then decided, you know, maybe radio would be the right thing. I have no idea why, but just decided. Well, I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, I I <laughs> that might be the reason. <laughs> People are constantly like, Steve, you know what I like about you? you got a voice for radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, they said I have a face for radio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, Jeff. Like you, now who's putting their foot in their no, mouth? No, that's that's. You're just like Joe's like. Jeff's like you're absolutely right. You're you're right, Steve. Now that you mention it, People I've been like insulting for you for years. And you're just like took it as a compliment. That's when they right. said face for radio. Oh, okay. oh my goodness. So I went to a college up in northern Minnesota where they had an actual working radio station on the mm. on the college campus, and and you actually learned. Um, kind of in a, in a studio. So you had one person who was in reading the weather. Another person was kind of running the program, and you kind of came in and out, read live commercials, all that kind of stuff. Um, so went there, which was a great thing because I met my wife there. She was going for radio as well. Oh, wonderful. Oh. I left and went to a town called Olivia, Minnesota, and was on the radio. So I ran the afternoon from noon to 5, and it was kind of a weird program because it switched from oldies to country <laughs> at 3 30 so yes. you would you would play oldies up until that's then and then you flip to country at 3 30 wow and it was that's small, weird small small station yeah I, and then i <laughs> the old people just like fall asleep at 3 30 i like, think that's they like, gotta switch over nobody's listening at 3 30 you know right. there wasn't enough you know and it's funny because we had certain customers or clients that only wanted to advertise during the oldies and some that um, only wanted to advertise during the country oh wow so was, that would make sense like mm. you know like denture well, cream and you know something like that <laughs> absolutely i don't know I really like oldies, okay? <laughs> and you're over here just ripping on me. I'm not saying lovers. that. I just, you know, a smart radio station would, you know, understand their demographic and switch over, yeah. you know? Mm. 3.30, you know, fall asleep on the couch, switch it over. They're headed out for dinner, so. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of what I was thinking. The radio I was anymore. actually thinking more along the lines of dinner, uh, much less. Well, afternoon nap is what I was thinking. Mm. Well, that happens at 1. Oh, is it 1 o'clock? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right okay. after lunch. Yeah. <laughs> The turkey sandwich hits in. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Pass out. Okay. So Moving on. do you feel good about the radio story now, Jeff? I, I'm happy we went through it. Yeah. I well, and after, if we didn't. I was only there for a oh, year. So you were trying to cut him yeah. off. No. Still got more year to go. And then I went up to uh, Far, oh, Fargo, great. North Dakota, uh, which was more of a medium, medium size. So it's a larger city. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people and have heard of Fargo. But right. there's, there's a, a movie about Through it. the movie. Yeah. Right. Um, so my wife and I moved up there when we got married because in radios you tend to move around a little bit. So mm. there was a lot of radio stations there. And, again, I took the afternoon slot. And there I had actually the number two sp- slot for three years. Wow. Uh, but we started having kids and there was no money in radio unless yeah. you got syndicated. And <laughs> oh. what, what was the subject matter of the station that you were in? Uh, that one was an alternative rock that I was brought up there and was the program director and they wanted to switch it to oldies, which is ironic <laughs> enough. <laughs> That's so, so funny. So I spent like I thought I was getting out all of, of it in, uh, in oldies. But I did. That's funny. You know, we did, you know, live air spots. I did play-by-play for sports. I did oh, wedding really? dances and all sorts of stuff. And it was, a you know, you did everything at the radio station. You cut your own commercials. You went out and did... You know, events, you did yeah. radio, um, you know, podcasts, different things like that, all sorts of stuff. So did you ever miss it? Did you miss, like, that kind of yeah. life? Yeah, no, it oh. was a lot of fun. Okay. I always talked, uh, you know, th- when I retire, maybe I'd go get a weekend gig mm. somewhere doing that. But, you know, there's nothing better than sitting in a little room talking to yourself and <laughs> thinking you're one of the funniest people in the world. You guys know what I'm talking about. I have no idea. No idea. This is exactly why I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Literally describe my dream right now. <laughs> As my wife literally will be listening. My, life right my, there. Liter- my wife will be listening right now because 
the running joke is I, I'm the biggest fan of my own self. Like, I think I'm the funniest person alive. She could think you're so funny, don't you? I'm like, I'm hilarious. The fact that you don't agree with me is the crazy Jeff, part. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> oh. What What is your favorite sport to announce for? Uh, I always liked uh, basketball. Okay. Only because there's only 10 people on the court so it's easier <laughs> to keep track of who's who yeah and and there's just there's a lot of movement going back and around so mm. it's that mm. was that was that was a fun plus there's more timeouts and things like that mm-hmm. so yeah i have Football thought about was that tough. like it i'd I'm like i don't know that i'd like to be a sports announcer but i've thought about is it really difficult to do like you have you ever listened to race car driver announcers like on on radio or on, on radio? No, like because you can listen to a race on the radio, and they've got different announcers at different parts of the track, and they're talking so fast. This person comes up behind them, and makes it, and then it switches to the next guy. Like to be a producer for a show like that, first off, would be amazing because you got to constantly be making sure you're getting to the right guy sure. who's next, or you know. So, I I have not. I don't know. I can't get into watching. Uh, racing on TV. I can't imagine listening to it on radio. Right? Honestly, I think it's probably more colorful. Hmm. Maybe. Because I, if I was going to do one, I think I'd do golf. I think <laughs> I think it would just be fun to be like, and he's up to the tee, and he hit the ball. Jeff. And then, you know, like, you kind of let the gameplay, you know, describe it for you. I don't think there's much there for you. And I think the soothing sounds of my voice would... Keep men That's sleeping That's what I wanted to make sure that you knew. Days. I don't think there's anything <laughs> soothing... Yes, and he's up at the seat, right? Just, I, uh, whoever it is, I'm I, looking to Steve for some help. Whoever, here whoever the just, guy is on CBS sun, s- s- Sunday afternoon does an amazing job. He, his <laughs> job is to put me to sleep, and he does. I was going to say, wait, yeah, you're you're watching that to nap. Correct, it's 100 okay. percent very yeah, good. That's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what. Wow. All right. Well, now are you satisfied? Now, with yes, we're off the rails. We pull us back in, Joe. <laughs> this is why you're okay, a good. valuable part of this podcast. All right. So, Steve. The link that I saw, it, it was called Tour de Cure. Yeah. Okay, so I said that right. Yep. Tour seem, de Cure. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a tongue twister, but I think it's when you think about it too much. That's when I tend to mess well, good things thing up. Good thing for you, you don't think off at the all. Tour de France. Right, right. Guess. So what is Tour de Cure? Uh, so it's, it's a fundraising ride for diabetes. Okay. Is what it is, and it's held in... I think there's like 13 or 14 states now that still do it. Um, it kind of got pulled down a little bit with COVID. Uh, they had to cancel a few um, different areas, but we've only been involved with it. Last year was the first year I ever did it. And you can sign up for 10 miles, 33 miles, 68 miles, or 100 miles. And you ride wow. that in one day mm. on the bike. And they have uh, the, the, the trails and everything set up. And they've got the stations. And uh, my wife and I... Uh, signed up for it, and then we begrudgingly took our 16-year-old daughter with us <laughs> to oh do it no. as well. <laughs> and how many miles did you do last year? Uh, we did 68. Okay, wow. So uh, Is that we, we were s- scheduled for 65, but my daughter okay. and I got lost at one point, <laughs> took a wrong turn, and did an extra three, three miles. miles lost? Well, only a mile and a half. Oh, okay, okay. And it was, it was on back. a trail, but the sign sent us down a different trail, and we took a took what was the bike trail rather than the road mm. and got down a mile and a half and went, you know, we haven't seen a sign <laughs> in a while. And we were following this group of three that were in front of us, so they were lost as well. Oh, no. And I thought, well, th- they must be right because if you're ever in a race of some sort or you're in some tour, you're <laughs> like, if Just the people in front the of person? us are good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Did you stop them as well? or We did. We got to them, and they – 
you know, we caught up to them, and I said, have you guys seen a sign Mm. in a while? And they said, no, we haven't. So we pulled up our map, and they actually had on their phone you could – pull the whole route oh and they said oh we're we're (laughs) We're way way off off. i'm like oh (laughs) we need to go back and then we went back it was very obvious where you're supposed to yeah okay it was obvious when you come this way when you were coming the way that we first went not so much Mm because it was it was off at like a 45 degree angle yeah uh, or actually like a 25 degree angle and the the route that we took was like at a 45 degree angle so just the the arrow wasn't real Accurate. And so your wife was not with you then? She was ahead of you? My then? wife she didn't rides at a slower pace than oh, gotcha. my daughter and I. Oh, so gotcha. got it. Got she, uh, we did meet up with her at that corner for a brief <laughs> second, and then we took off yeah, again. Like whatever you do, don't go down that way. Right. <laughs> so That's great. So, yeah. And and where was that one? Was that in Chicago? or where? Yeah, was that was in El- Algoma. Okay. Algoma, Iowa, or Illinois, I believe. Okay. It was in one of the suburbs of yeah. Chicago. Mm-hmm. So we started out in the town and went out into the country to another little town oh, and, cool. then, and then came back through. And the routes were set up real nice. I mean, you were on mostly the side roads of highways and things like this. And, and they had motorcycles that were going up and down and checking on mm. people. And they had um, cars that were following. And if you had breakdowns or something like that, they were they were pretty on top of it. It was a really set up nicely so sure sure well run event and it was nice to just connect with people so yeah and you're hoping to do the same spot again this year oh it's at a different place and i'm oh, actually okay. gonna, i'm gonna do the 100 mile this year Ooh, my wife is gonna do wow. i think the 65 but and what's your daughter gonna do my daughter has said she's <laughs> not doing it <that. laughs> so at what point last year she did she thinks. go i don't want to do this anymore dad like what did she tough it out or at least like 10 miles in, she's like, I hate you for inviting me to this. Oh, that happened like two weeks before the <laughs> event. Okay, okay, all right. I didn't know if like she like kind of begrudgingly went along and then really started to get angry. No, she was, she was a really good trooper. Okay. It wasn't until we got to probably mile 62. Oh, right before the we end. We were on the, like the river trail, mm. and it, I said, okay, this is the last turn we make, and now we're going to go. And it kept saying, yeah, it's just up ahead. And <laughs> and then it went on for seven miles. And I think we were two miles in it. And she went, it, does this ever end? <laughs> so I think at that point it was. You're like, so you're like just watch the arrows. Okay, just watch the arrows yeah. for us. I promise it's just up here. It's oh just my gosh, up she here. Was, yeah. But she, she was a trooper. I mean, um, she had not ridden bike at all. Like she didn't do like oh warm-ups at all because she's a swimmer. So okay. she thought she'd be fine. Yeah, she said, I'm going to be fine. Well, her butt hurt so uh, bad yeah. like at mile eight. I can't imagine. And then by May, mile 12, it kind of went numb, and yeah. I think then she was okay for a while. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, because that's what I told her. I said, I said, your butt is going to hurt if you don't get on the bike and go yeah. ride. Yeah. Cause, and my wife was, like, riding like crazy. And I, I'm an avid bike rider, so I ride a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think last year I'd set a goal for myself to ride 6,500 miles and Holy ended up at 6,800 miles last Ooh, year. Wow. So. Because you got lost? I got lost a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. For know. 300 miles. I missed that turn from Iowa and uh, ended up in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. my God. That would be one heck of a bike ride right there. Yeah, that wow. would be a ride. Yeah, bike across America. Yeah. My buddies do a uh, bike where they go from uh, Seattle to Portland called the STP. Holy cow. And they bike. And they said it's it's like a three-day event, and they said it's amazing. They love it. They do it whenever they can, obviously. 
Um, is but, that kind of more on the coast that they're riding? Then? Yeah, and they. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Obviously, I didn't do it. But oh, you haven't done it, Jeff. No, oh. my, they've invited me. I'm just more of a scheduling conflict. Kind of and uh, but he'll do a GoPro and the whole time. And then he had the whole thing and he posted on YouTube and everything. Yeah. It was kind of neat to watch. And nice. but they said it was amazing. Hmm. But to your point, then then you could just you know find a stretch of America, and yep. just ride for 100 miles. My wife and I had talked about doing that when we retired for a while. Um, and then we kind of went, yeah, I don't know if we're going to do that when we get that old. Yeah. But, but last year, uh, the amount of miles I drove, not all at one time road, but it went from the northest, furthest northwest section of Maine across to San Diego. Oh, wow. Up through San Francisco over to Boise, Idaho, and then back to Sheboygan. That was 6,800 miles. And so you did that? That's what I did last year. I didn't ride that okay. route. Okay. But I was like, <laughs> I rode 6,800 miles. How long did it take? So you? this year I set a goal for yeah. myself to, to go over 8,000 miles. So oh, my goodness. See. He's like Forrest Gump. I was riding. And, and you have to, I assume you do that during most just the summer months then. No, I've like right now I've got 3,200 miles already okay. under my belt. But it's like if you ever come down to the gym at Johnsonville, you'll, I, you'll I see was there me that on one the bike. Day. Yeah. Okay, so it's not so outside. It's not always. It's, it's it, a combination of both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It makes more sense because I was like, wow, you're running through the like because they do make road tire or snow yeah, tires. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, mm-hmm. like, no, once it I'm, gets to be winter and exercise outside for me is not great. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that titanium knee. Well, it's more of uh, I've had bronchitis my whole life. So if, if it's mm-hmm. cold out, it feels like I'm just breathing fire. So I oh, just, gosh. So in the, when it's be tough, cold, then, yeah. I'm downstairs in the gym and I it's not it's not uncommon for in a month for me to put 48 hours on the bike. Whew. Wow. Wow. So, Tour de Cure, cure yep. see, there you go. Um, and it, it's a ride for diabetes prevention. Um, uh, prevention, cure. Okay. All and, those same things. And where does, how do you get involved? I mean, where did you want to get involved with that? Yeah, so it was kind of a, a weird thing. Um, we, we didn't really have any, hadn't been involved with diabetes at all until really last January okay. of 2022. So my, my son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in that January. So he went to college in September, um, and he only weighed like 120-some pounds. I mean, he's five foot ten, really tall, skinny kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to college, came back in January, and both my wife looked at him and just were like, you look gaunt in the face, and we're like, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And you're not going back to college on Monday. You're going to stay, and we're going to take you to the doctor. Took him in, and he was only weighing 107 pounds. So he'd wow. lost like 10, 15% of his body weight in Jesus. four months. Huh. And his blood sugar was over 330. So the doctor right away said, okay, you're hmm. definitely diabetic. We just don't wow. know if it's type 1 or type 2. So they did all the, the testing and everything like that and um, found out that he had type 1 diabetes. And uh, hmm. so that kind of started us down this path, right? Sure. So he's still in what they call the, uh, the honeymoon phase where he has uh, he has to take a shot every day and eventually he'll have to go on a pump uh mm. with him being Insulin. type one so he'll sure. have to go on that at some really point. Mm. but um so he's still working through because his pancreas is kind of still intermittently working a little bit but um so we've learned a lot about diabetes over the over the last year of course with him being type one of you know it's you know what can eat when can eat all those things and he's got the alarm on his phone because he's got a sensor on his arm so if he starts to get too low to so in the middle of the night you hear the, the the alarm going off so we had him stay home from college for 
I want to say three weeks mm-hmm. just to get some doctors and kind of get it figured out. Get a right? routine down too. For yeah, him. exactly. Big adjustments. It was a big adjustment. And he was a huge like Mountain Dew fan, right? So oh. all of a sudden you can't drink anything. So now he knows every zero sugar pop yeah. there is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's he's done amazingly well with it. So we were last summer, we were, my wife and I were like, you know, we should take a, we should get like a bike ride because she had done the MS for muscular dystrophy, like 150 when she was in high school. Okay. So she said, we should do a ride like that. It, yeah. it was fun. It's, it's for a good cause and all those things. So she started looking up MS and then all of a sudden we were just like, well, we should see if diabetes has got a ride. <laughs> yeah. And oh, yeah. Okay. so we went and looked at it and last year. Uh, as a family, we raised two thousand dollars in in fundraising. Wow! And the whole event that we were at in Chicago raised just under four hundred thousand dollars. So, it was a it was a great event. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, you got to know a lot of people, and everybody was so friendly. Sure. So sure. we decided, you know, I th- we'll think we'll make this an annual event. Now, my daughter n- has told us right away, <laughs> I'm not doing that but again. She could do the, the 11 mile or whatever, me. right? Is it she so could do the 10 mile. Or 10 want. or yeah. 30. Like, yeah. That's fine. She could do that easy. Yeah. Um, especially when I said, well, I think I'm going to do the 100. And so my wife and I are going to take a weekend and kind of make it. We were going to make a weekend out of it. And then my nephew is getting married the same exact weekend. So I called the Tour de Cure because I still wanted to help out. Um, and they said, oh, we've got this virtual option. Hmm. You just let us know your route and you can you can take off. So I'm going to do 100 miles around here. I'll probably, I was thinking about like starting maybe in Fond du Lac and then going up towards Grafton. Area. Oh, cool. Because um, yeah. for fun. Down, uh, down towards Grafton. Down towards Grafton. Yeah, yeah that's well. a good point. <laughs> no, <laughs> north, south, east, west, whichever. I'm sorry. It just, yeah. just as long as he ended up there, I was like, I'm yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> let it go. Yeah. So this is, this is fun for me. My wife and I will run to Costco. And then <laughs> I'll bring my bike, and then I'll just get on the bike trail from Costco and ride home, which sure. is 46, 47 miles. Wow. And Easy. I'll be like, okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> and for me, that's that's a good time for me to get all the way to the north side of Sheboygan. It's, mm-hmm. It works out well. Wow. So that's what I'll end up doing. So I've still um, talked to the Tour de Cure folks, and they're like, yeah, absolutely, you can – still you know raise raise the money and they've done these virtual tours through when they did covid mm-hmm. um, and they're trying to get a um, a ride started in wisconsin well so there, I, I, I was just quickly looking up online it says there's one in chicagoland there's one in michigan and in minnesota but yep. not in wisconsin yep. yeah forget about yeah the so it would make days. sense that you know everywhere else around here has one why wouldn't we right yeah mm-hmm. so we had actually looked i was actually going to go do the one in michigan but it's six and a half hours away. Oh, okay. So to drive over there. At well, you could just ride back ride, then. Just I <laughs> could just ride back. That's probably true. So, but they were excited because they were like, well, maybe if you can find a trail. And I was like, oh, there's oh, yeah. tons of trails oh, around absolutely. here. Yeah. And hook something up. And I mean, doing that. So you want kind of a big loop, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So you could start in Grafton, work your way up to Chica- uh, up to Sheboygan, and then work your way back, back down. down. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's probably what I'll end up doing. But it's <laughs> it's not uncommon for me to we'll go somewhere as a family and I'll bring my bike and oh, uh, wow. drop me off in, you know, north of Green Bay and then I'm just going to ride home. Did that I'm just picturing out. seeing Steve. It's like, you, you good, Steve? Yeah. No, no, this is on purpose. This is, this is fine. <laughs> yep. My family left me. It is a challenge. <laughs> you'll, and you'll see in the summer a lot of times I'll leave Johnsonville and I live in Sheboygan, but I'll, I'll head west on Jay and head out 
west of mm. uh, Road America, mm-hmm. come down, and I'll take like a 36-mile ride wow. to, to get okay. the six miles home. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think you should do it where, like, your wife puts you in the trunk, you know, and just drives you <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. And, like, here's your bike. Good luck, Steve. And you're just like, oh, no, okay. And then, like, it's a fun thing yeah. to try to get home. No phone or anything. Correct. <laughs> just like – yeah, you got the sun and a granola bar. Yeah. <laughs> <That's all you laughs> There's one Scavage. granola bar for yeah, you, yeah, and a life straw. Find a stream. Like, oh my oh god, my gosh, yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. Doesn't sound as much fun. We'll call it the <laughs> the cure for Steve. Yeah, <laughs> but then as as we got further into it, I was uh, I was amazed. So I had looked up some stats just for Wisconsin, and it, and it's amazing the amount of people. So what I didn't know is in the U.S. Every 23 seconds, somebody's diagnosed with diabetes. Really? I mean, that's just, it's just crazy to me. And it's 37 million people in the U.S. That, that suffer from diabetes, which is 11% of the population. Mm-hmm. In Wisconsin, it's a little bit less, about 8.5%. But, and the cost of diabetes of, you know, it's $327 million, just the cost of diabetes. Of, and so what's really interesting to me, so like I think about my son who's 20 now, and the uh, amazing thing of working for Johnsonville is we have amazing health insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, not everywhere has that. And, and, his ins- and his costs for just for his diabetes care can be thousands of dollars sure. uh, every month, you know, just with the insulin, the, the pumps, and all this type of stuff. So, you know, when we think about raising money, that's what a lot of that money goes for is for folks like my son who can't afford it on his own, yeah. you know. So – my wife and I, what kind of gets us concerned is what happens when he's 27 sure, and he, he's no, he can insurance. no longer be on our insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, So he's an auto mechanic is what he went to school for. Um, he's got a great job at a company that has good benefits. Um, but he's talked about starting his own shop someday mm-hmm. and things like this. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, buddy, that, that gets to be tough yeah. with, with, a d- with a disease like this that you're going to have for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Th- those types of things we kind of look at. You know, we've told our son is if it ever gets to the point, because now he's paying for his own medical and all this type of stuff, but we've told him if it ever gets to the point you can't afford your testing or whatever or the medicine, don't skip. Yeah. You know, it's let dangerous. us know and, and we'll just Absolutely. we'll we'll figure out a way to, mm-hmm. to, to pay for that. But there's a lot of people in the world that they aren't they aren't blessed in the same way that, that we've been with sure. those things that mm-hmm. they just can't do some of those things. So you know that's where you you read the things of you know you know insulin prices feet and all this stuff if you have run into problems because yeah Mm -hmm. the the prices of of being the diabetic is extremely high so so that's where we try to raise the money and um actually i was just talking to the folks at tour de cure they were excited uh about our story and it's one of millions i'm sure they hear right Mm -hmm. it's not like we're sure that unique but we're just passionate about it and seeing what we can do and they've talked about trying to do the the tour here again and maybe getting Kind of a board back into Wisconsin, mm. um, so okay. um, I might get more involved with diabetes and stuff like that, which, sure. would, be, which would be good. Right, right. Yeah. So, so I, I think I have a general idea of just what diabetes is, but like, how many different types are there? You know, I mean, your son with type one, I right away go to like, well, that's debilitating. Like, maybe it's not. I, I don't know if if he's still going to be able to live his life. And, yeah, and he can live a very normal life okay. with type one. So there's there's a few different kinds, right? The the main kinds are really type one, mm-hmm. which which means your pancreas just has stopped working. So okay. your body no longer produces insulin that is used to 
for to break down foods sure. and all those type of stuff, right? Normally, you know, we've all got those. If you ever go in for your annual blood work, right? They'll they'll check your check your sugar levels mm-hmm. and things like that, right? So, um, they want him to keep his sugars, you know, around that like one twenty. If he gets below seventy, uh, if it gets too low, it can put you into a coma. You know, oh those right. types of things. So that's yeah. why his alarms start to go off. But it can also be really bad if it shoots up really, really fast, okay. right? So, like the other day, we were out for dinner, and he was having a diet Mountain Dew with no sugar, and the waiter replaced it with just regular Mountain Dew. Oops. So as we were sitting there, he's only drank maybe half of the glass, and all of a sudden his alarm's going off like crazy, and he's like, my sugar is skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I, our bodies can adjust, and your pancreas will shoot all this insulin into your stomach to – to, to in counteract that sugar yeah. mm-hmm. um, his body just can't do that yeah so he has to run and one he has to notice it and he has to give himself sh- like an insulin shot to be able to, to take some mm-hmm. of that away um, and then there's type 2 which is is typically more not always but more related to like diet or exercise issues okay right so um, generally as adults if we get diabetes it's it's because we've done things in our diet and lack of exercise things like this so so the other thing, so m- the way I understand it too is type one diabetes is something you're kind of born with. It's like yep. it's it's that was going to be my next question. Type two is, is kind of something you that you've you develop over the course of your life. Yeah, okay. and so that's a big thing. So one means you just kind of in the first part of your life, and if you think of it, part two, di- you know, type two is more of something you develop in the second part of your life. So okay. it's after you know, normally like an adult or whatever, yeah. you go through it, and you're through diet and exercise or whatever yeah got so, it and, okay. and i wasn't aware of this till our son was diagnosed with it that it's it's really it's classified as an autoimmune disorder hmm. so it can sit dormant in your body you know so he's hmm. had it in yep. his body forever and he didn't wow. get diagnosed till 20 and and so like some people are diabetic right at like six seven eight years old well, they know it right away of, you know and like kids then there's, you know having yep. diabetes and, and it just it's to, to steve's point it's whenever it kind of triggers in your body like it whenever it activate i I don't know i don't want to say it incorrectly because a medical term or whatever but like yeah just some people you know your son was lucky to have almost gone through that long without ever having to worry about it right because as a kid i mean to have to give yourself shots and stuff like that that's not fun like that gosh you know and all that stuff and pricking your finger to figure out what your blood sugar is and now thank thankfully the the technology has advanced so much so that it's automatic he has a phone and he has a as a as a some sort of monitor on him it tells him you know versus other people in the bag of the day who had to test themselves periodically throughout the day. And then if you missed it, you could end up in that coma or yeah. you could end up with, you know, um, you know, whatever the effects are, whatever yeah. plus or minus and, and without ever having to know it in that moment. So. Well, like I know my, my, my dad's dad, uh, he had diabetes. I don't know what type it was, but yeah, he would always prick his finger. I know my father-in-law, he has mm-hmm. diabetes. I don't know what type it is. I just know they have diabetes. I, you know, Yep. But so this is I'm learning a ton here right now. Yeah. <laughs> so thank it, you. Well, and just in the U.S., I mean, you think about it, there's 37 million people with diabetes. There's 96 million with pre-diabetes. Mm-hmm. So they're on the cusp oh, of wow. turning diabetic. You know, th- those are generally your type two. Right. Yeah. Okay. Things like that. OK. So, yeah, they figured my son had some sort of like a flu or a, a virus. Oh, really? And that's what okay. that's what finally set it off. Wow. So mm. as they said, it can be dormant. Like there's people that'll be in there sometimes 30s even as late as sometimes 40s and all of a sudden that type 1 diabetes will trigger hmm. typically it's more the younger kids mm-hmm. that your body just triggers it early yeah. that if yeah. um, and but then there's also gestational diabetes that a lot of pregnant women will get when they're pregnant um, 
I've heard of this, yes. but a lot that of folks of once, a lot of once they get past their pregnancy, that diabetes kind of goes away. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's scary when you do have it because yeah. it changes your life and like you know it can be really dangerous too. Yeah. So, well, and like yeah. I said, with our insurance, it's a good thing because um, at first our insurance said, "Well, we won't cover the the in arm monitor mm-hmm. um, because he hasn't had it long enough." <laughs> and some of so there's a lot of insurances That's out there that bad. won't cover that. So you think about the pricking your finger four or five times a day. Yeah, there's there's all millions of Americans that that's their daily mm-hmm. process because wow. their insurance won't cover it. Huh. And just that that it's called the Dexcom is the kind he uses. It's like a thousand dollars just for the one monitor, wow. and it lasts him about ten days. <laughs> oh wow! And then he has to replace it. So you know if insurance doesn't cover that to just you know as a twenty year old man to just starting yeah. his career. To now you've got to buy these, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of Dexcom monitors. Yeah. He, he just wouldn't be able to. So he'd have to go back on monitoring yeah. just by pricking your finger and things like this. And So then tour to cure, that it covers all the diabetes. It, doesn't it does. Just, okay. Yep. It's right. not It's not any one specific. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it it's a great, uh, a great piece that um, when we went and we rode and we just talked with different folks and and it's 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 the fun it's one of the fundraising avenues for the American Diabetes Association. Mm. So it's just an event that they that the American Diabetes Association has. Okay. And so no matter what diabetes you have, if you're pre-diabetic, there's education, there's all sorts of stuff, there's websites, there's all of these things. And mm. and I was just talking to um, the 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 head of the Illinois chapter of American Diabetes the other day. He was talking because he got really excited when I worked for Johnsonville. Mm-hmm. He said. Oh. Hey, on our res- on our website, <laughs> there's 69 recipes for sausage. Oh, yeah. We'd love mm-hmm. to kind of hook up with you guys sure, and see sure. if there's a. Hmm. Like, oh, well, so we'll. Who knows? We may or may not end up doing anything with it, but there's a lot of diabetics that are out there, and sure. and meat is one of those things that di- diabetics. It's a good thing for a lot of yeah. diabetics. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but it's weird. Like my son, um, he can eat carbs and no problem. Really, a lot of folks who are diabetic carbs just burn into sugar yeah mm-hmm. yeah but for him carbs don't affect him as much as like but if he mm. has like a little bit of sugar mm. it just skyrockets him like right now oh. wow so but he he can eat um like he pasta, pasta pizza all that pizza he can eat he can eat it within reason and then you know it's he can give himself a little bit extra insulin if he needs to but mm-hmm. it's not something you want to be toying around with right right i remember growing up my mom had type 2 diabetes and she played that game <laughs> all the time of all right, going for a big dinner. I'm gonna get I'm gonna give myself a little extra insulin so sure. I can be bad. And, mm-hmm. But now she has problems with her feet. And oh. my uh, my wife, her grandfather had type two diabetes, and he ended up they having to amputate both of his feet. Oh my! And my son comes home, and that's the horror stories. He's looking online, right? Yeah. And so he goes into the doctor. He says, "Well, it's a foregone conclusion. I'm gonna lose my feet." And the doctor's like. Yeah, no, that's not. That's not. That's not true. If you take care of this, how old are you again? <laughs> you yeah, it's like if you take care of it, it, you'll you'll be fine. So you can live a very normal, very productive life. And um, there's on the cure or on the tour to cure. There's people they have a, a red jersey. Those are the folks that are living with diabetes oh. that are on the ride. Oh, okay. So it's okay. it's kind of a fun thing. So um, that's inspirational. Has, yeah. it, has it been thought of your son? Doing the race with you? My son's not a big bike rider. Okay. So uh, no. He's uh What about a motorcycle? <laughs> yeah, that he could maybe get on a moped. Like an electric <laughs> bike, you know? They make those. You know, make just, those, yeah. Just yeah. press the button down and you can I, go. I asked him last year if he'd like to get, I could get like that one of those pull behind carts. <laughs> and he didn't uh he didn't like that idea. A grown with man a big flag, in a tiny with a big flag on yeah. the back. 
He thought that was not so fun. <laughs> I thought it'd been hilarious, right? I I would do it. I mean, as uh, to to make it, you know, like as a dad, that would take a lot of leg parted to know not only pull you because we took a bike ride once and we only went like 20 miles but my son was like 100 pounds and he was on one of the bikes you know sitting in there and it took everything i had to pedal me and him through the the, Mm -hmm. like because he was not helping at all and i was like are you pedaling back there buddy turns out he's pedaling backwards (laughs) because it just spins you know and i was like is he helping me back there he's like yeah he's spinning his legs but they're backwards so you know as your son you can Mm -hmm. just sit in that little thing and then make you carry him around kind of like a little child and make uh, sarcastic jabs at my my expense i'm sure hurry up dad let's go you know like whip sounds (laughs) so it was why are we going so so slow my daughter and i rode together Uh um Hmm. and my wife rode separately because one, if I ride slow, then my knee is really bad because I have bad oh, knees. So okay. biking is, is good for my knees. But if I ride slow, it's harder on my knees. So yeah. she said, you and Sophie go ahead, and then I'll come afterwards. And she had a completely different experience with Tour de Cure. <laughs> oh, boy. So we didn't know that you could – like our time to leave for the 68 miles was like 7 a.m. Okay. Well, the 100 milers leave at like 5.30, 6 o'clock. You can leave whenever you want. Sure. So we waited till the 7 or 7.30, and then we took off. And we were the only ones that left at that time. Hmm. So my wife was the last person on the route. Really? So as they drive around and make sure people are okay, she literally, for 40 miles, Smooth. had somebody 10 feet behind her in a car following oh, no. her. <laughs> and, and she kept going, you guys can go around. And they're like, no, no, you're the last one. So we're, <laughs> oh, no. we're good. No. And she just said it was – Flashing light behind oh her. Oh, my gosh. She said like, it was so know. bad to have somebody – literally 10 feet behind you reminding you you're right. the slowest, that person, this slowest there. person and i'm just like well so she's like i she made a comment <laughs> to the organizers that that maybe wasn't the most motivational thing in the world <laughs> you could have like stopped and it caught up and stopped and, right yeah. oh boy 40 miles that was so and it was it was good they had it nicely set up where about every oh about 10 15 miles they had a, a way station oh, okay get some drinks water. and some snacks and you could just stop and rest and mm-hmm. and 68 miles sounds like a lot but when you're breaking every you know so did you stop for every time pretty much we did because my my daughter oh, more so there was sure. one i said you want to <laughs> skip this one she's like uh no no <laughs> so because they had uncrustables at everyone so she would stop and um, fill up on an uncrustable um, and i had my fair yes. share of uncrustables too yes not a fan Mm. But I it was it was like sandwiches. like a lot of times when I get on the bike down to the gym, I'll go sometimes for two and a half, three hours and just kind of go nonstop without drinking or eating anything. Mm. Well, okay. On the tour, y- you don't realize how many calories you're burning. Right? Sure. So, sure. you know, when we ran 68 miles, I looked in, I'd burn like 5,800 calories or something like that for the day. Oh, wow. So you want to constantly be eating and stuff like this. So there's times I go down to the gym and I'll weigh myself before and after and it's not uncommon to lose like 10 pounds. Holy cow. Pure just, water. It's yeah. just pure water. Yeah, yeah. water. That's a Kurt Narika right there. I mean, he when he's talking about his marathons yeah. and stuff, I didn't realize how much you are actually eating during a marathon to just be able mm. to continue running. Yeah. Oh, because your caloric intake. Yeah, he and yeah. I talk about that every now and then. We meet in the gym. and Yeah. Ugh. Different I breed. Imagine. Yeah. Different breed. He's a little bit off. <laughs> we, all, we all admit that. We all know that. There's no there's no explanation needed. Oh, well. Well, that's where a lot of people think that, too. Of I've had people come down there and say, do you ever – are you ever not down here? Because uh-huh. most nights – it's not uncommon for me to work out five, six days a week. Hmm. Uh, sure. Just get on the bike after work and sometimes before work on the weekends. I need to start working out again. I 
Yeah, you look like you're so out of shape. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> the look is all right yet. I walked it's in here, Joe, and went, "Oh my <laughs> God, you need to work out, dude." Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's what the way I feel inside, Steve. Fair that's enough. Starting to tell me, Joe, something's got to change. So I I w- I, uh, I will call my wife sometimes. It has been a stressful day. I'm working out tonight, so yeah. don't expect me for a couple hours. Yeah, it's a good stress reliever. <sighs> I, it, it might be good for your mental health too, Joe. You know, I think really so. just physically get it out really know? get it out yeah yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sweat it out good so steve this <laughs> is a fundraiser yes. right so yes. how can people help the cause you know i've got a uh, i've got it out on my linkedin page okay. uh, under steve Sorensen. i've put a post out there with a link okay um if anybody's interested i mean you can easily just email me mm-hmm. and i can send you the link to it is probably the easiest way to do it mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's a pretty easy thing. The nice thing is that with it being the American Diabetes Association, it's tax deductible too. So if oh, you're sure. looking for something for a donation and you want tax deductibility, it's it's got that to it. And mm-hmm. um, I just I just know of the the folks that we talked to. It was very inspirational to see the folks that were riding. Okay. And I know for my son of we, that's what we think about of you know what's he going to do when he has to pay for all of these things because yeah. at this point in his life being a auto mechanics first job mm-hmm. uh, he just couldn't afford these things so i think about like to your point it's a lot of young kids that get this so mm-hmm. i think about families with young kids that don't have great health insurance sure without you know organizations like the american diabetes association uh, there's some folks that you're you're ending up left with the decision of do we do we feed the kids today yeah. or do i give them their medicine today mm-hmm. yeah and Very that's a tough spot oh. and that's a, where the american diabetes association can help out with that it's a, you know it's a lot about education it's a lot about partnerships but some of it just comes down to good old-fashioned fundraising. And, and I think it's tough um, when you're, whether it's the American Heart Association, American Diabetes Association, that are always in need, right? Yeah. It's kind of like the American yep. Red Cross, right? Yeah. You know, you, we think about here at Johnsonville where, you know, we, we've had unfortunate situations where people have like a major fire or, you know, there's a death in the family and they're left with all these sudden bills. Mm-hmm. And what I'm amazed by is that the folks at Johnsonville rally behind those things sure. unbelievably well, which I am so proud of about right. our culture and then i think about organizations like this where it's you know it's like every day every week every year there's a need for that and it's some it's families just a tough spot. put into that situation yeah 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 no it's it's gotta be tough i know i know the cost of insulin is always kind of a topic of you know we read about or whatever mm-hmm. and it's something that so many people need yet it's so expensive and it's just it's literally a life-saving drug and right. yet and yet we don't talk about it we don't really you know, realize it until you don't have it. And then you see, especially people on older in people on fixed incomes. And you know, when the prices go up, they just can't afford that. And then they, they make these decisions and then, you know, bad things happen to them. And, yeah. um, it really is unfortunate. So I think it's really great that you're, you know, you're part of this whole thing. And, um, I think too, with the, with the podcast, we post on the website, we can obviously put your link in there oh, too. So awesome. then if people oh, yeah. can just go right there or, or email you too, like you yeah. said, um, yeah, whatever is the easiest way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What yeah. it was, um, I remember, I remember I, I didn't think about this when I was a kid. Um, it didn't really, it didn't register as something that was memorable, but now that my son has diabetes, because uh, one of the things the doctor gave him was a card, and he wears a medical ID bracelet and all those mm. types of things. Because yeah. if he ever is um, crashing on his sugars, it can it can it can appear like you're drunk. Okay. Right. So if he's ever out driving or something like that. So I remember one time with my, th- I was I don't know 15 at the time, and my mom got pulled over, oh. and the police officer thought she was drunk. Sure, sure. Because she was starting to slur her words and things like this. And, yeah. And and that was back when 
you know, my mom never wore a medical ID bracelet. So, you know, she just said, well, I'm diabetic. I probably just need some sugars. And the, at that point, you know, this was back in like the 80s, right? And the, I'm sure the cop was like, yeah, sure it was. Yeah, I heard that But one I remember she almost, she almost got arrested at oh, that time. Oh, wow. So, Gosh. Um, but then I don't know what he called it in or something like this. And luckily or unluckily, whichever way you want to look at it, the I think the dispatcher or somebody knew somebody with diabetes and said, oh, Oh, wow. well, she's diabetic. She might just need a like a granola bar or something. Yeah, so yeah. They, or like a sugar. My gra- um, they'll carry like little sugar candies yeah. in really? their purse. So then, like they know it, they recognize that they have one. It's just enough to, a couple grams or whatever, to get them leveled, and then they're fine. And we learn about that being a first responder because that's yeah. just something as a member member out there in the facility could have that issue, and either they're drunk or like if they their breath can be really sweet it mm-hmm. smells like that really and you know their blood sugar is too high then and so then you're just aware of it to, again and people listening should be aware that that's a thing that most people or 11 percent of the, the the population has right and to be aware of that is that that's a and that's a medical like emergency almost right you know and to your point they can crash up or down and then they go into coma or you know pass out or whatever yeah. so yeah, he carries those same that. things, those glucose tablets. He has them oh, hooked yeah. on his mm. keychain. Yeah. Really? And I was just talking to um, a, a lady I work with who's – I've actually learned she's she's type 1 diabetic. and Okay. So she's, she was drinking this little thing. She goes, oh, you should tell your son about these. These work better than those glucose tablets because mm. it's so – much faster it's acting. A, yeah, and uh, I don't know if you go biking. They have those little pouches, those little sugar pouches, yeah. which are great. Then uh, Johnsville does have um, – it's like a glucose. It's like a – jelly it's a sugar jelly basically and so if there is you squeeze that into their mouth and then really? they're able to absorb that even through the gums even yeah mm. so you don't even have to swallow it or whatever but yeah it's ironic because biking you do get those little pouches and you rip them when you're biking and it, it gives you fuel yeah. which is sugar it just ironic how the the two worlds kind of meet in that in yeah that, in that it, it's so it's weird whenever you get thrust into this right for us it was diabetes that you you we've learned so much over the last year my you know my wife jumped in head over heels on it so she was on like facebook with a type 1 diabetes support group and mm. and that's right that's right every time when i look at it it's the you you see the people on there oh i can't afford insulin or things like that yeah. and you know it's it's you're right it's a life it's a life-saving drug and yeah. and yet in, in in america today it's that we've got folks that are having to go without that which is kind of a it's a tough deal mm. um but the good news is, to your point earlier, it's not, it's not a life-threatening disease as long as he can control his sugars. Sure. Uh, as long as he can take care of it, for the most part, you can live a very, very normal and long life. And that's what the doctor told him, too. Is this isn't a death sentence. This is just you need to change, some, have some lifestyle changes. And yeah. that was a tough spot for him. You know, it, you know, if I think back when I was 20, just in college, you know, watching what I ate and what I drank and all that was not what was on my mind, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Well, thankfully, his carbs don't matter, so he can still his beer, I guess, right? <laughs> I mean, because that's a big thing, too. Like, when you go to the bar and you order a drink and they give you a regular soda in your yeah. old-fashioned or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, and especially, like, to – and. It, I always, when you hear those stories about those servers who are like, oh, that guy, you know, they ordered coffee and they wanted decaf and I gave him regular coffee. And like how much, that's a big thing. It's the same yeah, thing dang. too to your son. Oh yeah, they, they want to die at Mountain Dew. All, all we had was regular. They won't know the difference. And like, that's yeah. a big thing, especially, you know, again, you're at the bar and you, you want to have a good time and you want to be able to be safe or whatever. And like, then somebody 
doesn't think it's a big deal when it really is. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it, it can be a it can be problems. a life thing for you. Yeah, and people think it does. You know, and they're not doing it maliciously. I don't no. think, but when you hear stories like that, it's like, like, hey man, that that's really serious. Like as a server, we would have situations like that where somebody's ah, it doesn't matter. I'm like, no, 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 it does matter. Let's make some decaf coffee, you know, and like you don't want to hurt somebody because yeah. you should be, you know. So well, yeah, yeah, we were out for dinner that night, and he all of a sudden just start wasn't feeling really good. So he mm-hmm. and his girlfriend just said, you know, I think we're gonna take off. And as we were sitting there, um, my wife has the alarm kind of hooked up to her phone, I think, so she can kind of oh. know too. And and all of a sudden, the alarm was going off like crazy. And we're like, what's going on? So then we tried the his pop, and we're like, oh, that's not. Oh. And so my wife mentioned it to him as before we left. Just said, hey, no big deal, but just for future reference, because you're right, it's, you know, you don't know. Right. And in like an old-fashioned or something like that, you're probably not going to be able to tell. Yeah, oh, right. Gosh. Or especially if you're how four many or five drinks yeah, in, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like, uh, how, how honest are we being here? You this know? one tastes so much better. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you know, and so. But yeah, at least you can have beer then. So that's yeah. good. You know, because that would, I mean, that would be really tough, tough. Especially in Wisconsin. Yeah. It's not yeah, that drink. tough. I, I, you, I don't drink beer. So. Yeah, but as a 20 year old, you probably yeah. did. Yeah, not really. I've never really liked the year taste old? of beer. I was going to say, I drink a lot of Southern Comfort, but not beer. But but yeah, at least have the option, I guess. Absolutely, you know? uh, yeah, it yeah. sounds like a podcast for another time. <laughs> 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 Wisconsin Descents being told you can't drink beer. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> for for a lot of folks in Wisconsin, <laughs> right. that would be a death exactly. Sentence. Exactly. Yeah. You cannot. You can only have your Southern Comfort with uh, club soda. <laughs> oh no! Right. You know. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, uh, Steve, um, is there anything else you'd like our listening audience to know about? Tour to cure, diabetes in general, how to how to give, how to you know all the things. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is just how how many folks have this and how many people are kind of on the cusp of it. Mm-hmm. You know, y- there's there's tests that you can do uh, with your doctor to see if you are uh, predetermined for like diabetes and things like this, right? Okay, going in and getting your annual physical for. You know, doing the fasting glucose tests, all those, all of those things are, are good just to stay ahead of it. Because, you know, there's a lot of these diseases out there that are what they consider that. Um, oh, I can't think of the word now. Um, autoimmune disorder, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're kind of all interconnected that that they're out there. So my my wife has an autoimmune disorder with thyroidism and. My father-in-law has one with rheumatoid, arth- or my father-in-law has rheumatoid arthritis, celiac disease. There's all of these that are kind of interconnected, mm-hmm. and mm. you can find out if there's markers for those things. So go in, get tested for different things. If, if you if it's running in your family, just keep getting getting tested. Okay. And because early early detection is really good, right? I mean, my it was funny. My son went in uh, that first day with the doctor, and they said. Your sugar's at three thirty. We need to we need to run the test again because that can't be right. Because mm-hmm. at three hundred and thirty, we should be happy to be admitting you to the hospital. You shouldn't have been able to walk in here under your own power. And that's when that doctor said, "You've been living with this for probably a few years. <laughs> that oh. your your pancreas has not been acting quite right." And and it makes sense because for his kind of a all his um, high school career. We constantly kept trying to feed him, feed him, feed him because he never was gaining weight. And that's something with diabetes that we found out. And then the other thing that was weird is when he came home, he wasn't eating. And we're like, why are you not eating? He goes, I'm so full from water. 
I'm hmm. like, what do you mean? And he said, I'm drinking water. I'm constantly thirsty. Wow. So I said, well, how oh. much are you drinking? Too much sugar. And what it was is he was drinking. He said, I'll literally have 30 bottles of water in my room. He said, I'll go through that in a couple of days. Oh, wow. So he, was, he figured he was drinking about two and a half gallons of water a day amongst all the other pop and everything. So oh, his stomach yeah. was full. Because every time, I mean, every time he comes home, he's like, he's in the bathroom. You know, I'm like, how are you having to go to the bathroom so often? And right. then he started going through all the water he was drinking. So if you see those signs, right, if somebody's drinking a lot of water, they're not gaining weight, you know, th- like they're trying to gain weight. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's some signs that are out there that you can look into that are just good, um, good things to know. Hmm. Wow. And good on for you also, too, and, and uh, another in, um, example of being blessed, but to have the, the wherewithal to be like something's wrong, to be able to go to the doctor, get the answer, and yeah. be able to work through it. Like, Absolutely. you know, a lot of times people are just like, ah, I'm fine, I'm fine. But the wherewithal to be like, no, no, you need to go in and yeah. to figure it out is, is great, too, and to have the ability to do that, obviously. Well, and Jeff, I'm sure it'll come as a shocker to you that when we said we're taking to the doctor, our son said, Oh, no, I'm fine. Exactly. <laughs> I'm good. Well, because he had been living here for him. Nothing. You know, a lot of times right. we always think like I need to go to the doctor because of a traumatic experience, like one thing. Well, a lot of people realize you what you've been dealing with for three years was the traumatic thing. Right. You just don't know it because it was a, you know, a slow onset or whatever yeah. it might yeah. be. And, yeah. you know, and to I think to your point, too, to be aware of the people around you when something doesn't seem right with somebody you're around all the time to say something or to do something or, you know. Because it could be a sign of something very serious, but you know they might be in the wrong mindset or whatever it is to step up and say something, and that that was good too. You know, it's so interesting, um, just in in what you guys are talking about there. Like I've heard of thing mental like mental health. People say like, hey, if you have diabetes, you go and you get insulin and you get the help you need, right? Yeah. If you have mental health issues, you go and get the thing because that's yeah. another slow process you don't think you have an issue but yet it's it's just mm-hmm. so interesting how we you know you just put your pants on one leg at a time and muscle through the day and you're good to go yeah. and drinking two gallons of water a day like that was crazy because he said that i said that can't be right yeah but to your point Jeff, you know you guys asked earlier when we were kind of um, at the beginning of you know what what do i like best about our culture and one of the things is the, the love your neighbor piece of what we do is here as well and i think jeff you hit on a really good thing is you know, we're around people at work a lot of times more than they are with your own families, mm-hmm. right? So when you see somebody acting differently than they normally are, just stopping and caring and just saying, hey, are you doing all right today? Yeah. Whether it's mental health 100%. or whether they're having an insulin reaction or, or some other weird thing that's having going on. Having a bad on, day. Just, to just say caring something. enough about right. people. I've seen that more here at Johnsonville than mm-hmm. any other place I've ever worked with or worked for. And I think that's a great thing about our culture is, uh, it's not just caring about people because that's what we're supposed to do. It's I actually f- you feel that right, yeah. and just taking this time to just stop and say, "Hey Jeff, you seem a little off. Is is everything okay?" Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just that little thing that people need to know to kind of, oh, I didn't realize that either acting that way, or they can share and say, "You know what? I've been really struggling with some mm-hmm. things right now." Because <laughs> how many times have you had whether it's a a deadline or poor performance or something that we can react really quickly and just start taking disciplinary action. Yep. But in quite honestly, it's just, you know, they need somebody just to say, Hey, I care about you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's, I think sometimes we throw that around as a cliche, but I think there's a lot of folks at Johnsonville that, um, 
you know, I've told people at work, uh, you know, hey, I care about you. I want you to be successful. I want to make sure you're okay. And mm. I'm probably not as great at it as, as I probably need to be. I and mean, we can all get better. But I, I try to pride myself that if, if I see somebody walking by that they just seem a little off, just ask them that simple question. Hey, you doing okay? Mm-hmm. Everything all right? Anything I can help you with? And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just taking five minutes and listening to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if, if all of a sudden you're talking to somebody and they seem a little wonky and it's like, oh my gosh, your breath smells really <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Is there something you can do? Because you can't know everything, right? Yeah. right? But mm-hmm. you, you can know to see if somebody you interact with every day, if they're mm-hmm. feeling or looking a little off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just take the time to the ask. The other thing too is, you know, like, hey, right now, like you're good now, but if there's anything ever you do need right. to, I'm you know like here. Yeah. Right now might not be your moment, but in in two or three hours or two or three days or whatever it is, call me. You know like point. you know to always be available. And I yeah, think I'll, I'll tell you, we all think we want to get through this. Sorry, no, no, we all want to get through this life. You know, think we're strong and we can do this all by ourselves. Yeah. But sometimes it takes somebody to just be like you know, a and whatever it might be you need. So. It took a Johnsonville member to do that same thing that you're just talking about with me a year and a half ago to say, Joe, you don't look right. And, and I had stuff and I just broke down, you know, and, and I'll be honest. I mean, now knowing that, and and it's something, you know, from working at Johnsonville, but to actually live through it, I am so much more cognizant of doing it for other people now than I was even in the past. And I enjoy doing that. You know, it's, it's just, it's so interesting. And 99% of the time people will be like, you got a second. I'd love to chat. Yeah. And it's just, that's the openness of, of being a Johnsonville member. And now some people won't, but to Jeff's point, you open the door and say, Hey, it's cracked for you. Mm-hmm. Just walk through any time. So yeah. I think unfortunately yeah. in just in our society and kind of, at least the way I was raised, you know, of, you know, it was, it was a sign of weakness to, to ask <laughs> for help. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and actually I think asking for help is a really courageous thing. And mm-hmm. it shows just how, 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 um, how in tune you are that we can't all just do this on our own at 100 mm-hmm. percent, right? I mean, yeah. we are creatures that we are better in groups, right? Right. I mean, I think about the times I've leaned on, whether it's my wife or friends and things like this, of different times in our lives, and it's it's a great thing to reach out and just say, "Hey, I could use 10 minutes to just chat." Mm-hmm. And I've never had anybody ever come ask me that, or if I've asked them that, that hasn't said. Oh, I can give you 10 minutes. Absolutely. What's okay. going on? Right. You know, we are a caring society. And I've, I've taught our kids many times. Uh, most of them have li- have listened, I think. <laughs> of, <laughs> I like to think. <laughs> I like to think. So I like to be dis- <laughs> uh, delusional that way. But, Supreme you know, it's, it's really about teaching our kids to be a useful part and a, a per- contributing part of society. And, yeah. and how do we do that? Because we are. How do we live in a society together? And it's. Mm-hmm. I think we get more out of the society if we care about each other. Mm-hmm. And... Just go ask people. So you're saying, hey, I could use some help today. Yeah. That's that as an, as an amazing, courageous thing to do. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know that we great, need to say a dog great, or anything else. Great way to end yeah. this. Yeah. Right. That was perfect. Uh, but if you are out there and, and you and you either need somebody, feel free to reach out and, and don't be afraid. Or And if you do want to contribute to the uh, to the tour for a cure, uh, Steve's got it written down there. It is August 12th there. So uh, coming up here in a couple months, uh, you'd love to, the support. Uh, again, reach out to him for any questions, and we'll be posting this uh, along with the website. So mm-hmm. uh, the link there. So Yeah. So, Steve, yeah. I'm glad to have you on. Yeah, this is a <laughs> this great, is great. Bi- great episode. So anytime you want to come on, please. <laughs> oh, 
You're laying it on a little thick here, though, buddy. Okay. Oh, no, gosh. for real. I, it's, yeah. It is an open invitation for anyone. So, uh, But, Steve, uh, we didn't prompt you beforehand, <laughs> but uh, really if you wouldn't mind closing us out today. Sure. This is Steve Sorensen, and you've been listening to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Oh.